This is the weekly podcast for Connection Community Church for Sunday, October 18th, 2009. Located in the Middletown, Delaware, we are dedicated to connecting people to Jesus and the life that he offers. For more information about Connection Community Church and our ministries, please contact us at www.connectioncc.org. If you seek a relationship with Jesus or would like prayer, please call our church offices at 302-378-7692. On behalf of the entire Connection family, we thank you for listening and pray that you are blessed by God's message. All right, got some names for you. Vicki. Julie. Isaac. Doc. Gopher. Captain Merle Steubing. Name it. Oh, come on. You know this makes you feel good. Doesn't it just make you want to go on a cruise? Yeah. Okay. The love boat. Each week that show came on and some of us were just glued to that TV. But Does anybody know what the cruise ship was called? The love boat. <laughs> Who said Pacific Princess? Oh, Franny, you watched the show, huh? Woohoo! And we've got a prize for you a trip for two <laughs> on the Pacific Princess. You can pick that up after the, after the message. Okay, so Not. the passengers <laughs> loaded on that ship and they were on board for love and adventure. All right, let me see the hands of those who have been on a cruise. Those who've been on a cruise for love and adventure. (laughs) (laughs) We were. We were on one for love and adventure. We were celebrating 10 years of love and adventure (laughs) of marriage. Wow, that cruise was absolutely awesome, too. It was a lot of fun. It would be good to go again sometime. Sometime. It's 31 years now. I've been on one since. Anyway, good morning, Connection Church. My name's Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners. Two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you join us in prayer, please? God, we thank you for this day. None of us are here by accident. It's by your desire and your design that you woke us up and gave us breath and life and moved us to this place. So open each one of our hearts so that we might be changed and transformed and leave a little different than when we came in. We pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Ah, the cruise ship. I, I just don't know me. This is a great oxymoron, a, a Weight Watchers cruise. Are you with me? Oh, man. Huh? For those who have been on a cruise, the, the, it's not the place to go to lose weight. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. amen. Man, that food. Oh, it was a, I mean, you get down a meal, and there's another one. They had the regular meals. They had the mid-afternoon tea. They had the uh, uh, snacks all the time, the midnight buffet, although I understand they've cut that back. And we never even went, got the room service. Oh, my goodness. 24 hours a day, food was available. And the food was good, wasn't it? It's good food. And, 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 um, and the service, the service was out of this world. The music, the entertainment great. The staff and crew were so welcoming and pleasant, you know, doing anything they could to try to meet our needs, to see that our needs were met and to make our stay as comfortable and as enjoyable as possible. It just makes you want to jump on that ship, doesn't it? Although the first 24 hours he was seasick. 
so. No, I wasn't. I was, I was asleep myself. because of the medicine. Okay. Anyway. But we made. I made up for that after okay. that. We made okay. Okay. You know, when you think about it, when you think about it, sometimes those are the qualities that we're looking for in a church. Not so much the food, although the food around here is really pretty good, but other things like, do I like the music? Do I like the captain, the pastor, and the staff? Am I getting good service here? Is it a pleasant and welcoming place? Am I made to feel comfortable? Are my needs being met? Hey, would I want to sail on this ship again? In other words, were there enough pluses, uh, pluses that I would want to come back again next week. You know, that's the criteria that we often use when we pick a church. And, and for good reason. Of course we want a place where we're made to feel welcome. Why would we go to a church that would make me feel uncomfortable? And, and it'd be kind of goofy, wouldn't it, to go to a place uh, voluntarily where you felt unpleasant and uncomfortable? That wouldn't make sense, would it? Of course not. And all the programming that goes on Alpha and the serving ministries and children and youth and and music, we we hope that you like all of that and everything. We hope it connects with you, that it brings you closer to Christ instead of driving you away because that's completely contrary to what we're trying to do here. And we hope that your needs will be met, your spiritual needs, that is. We hope that Connection Church would help you connect with Jesus and the life that he offers because that's what our mission is here, and we hope that those spiritual needs are connected, getting connected. So if all this does connect with you, we we hope that you'd set sail with us again and again and again, and most importantly, find Jesus and make this church your home. But you know, we have to be really careful if we start thinking of the church in the same kind of terms as we think of a cruise ship. And the reason for that is because the focus of a cruise ship and the focus of a church, if you really look at them closely, are almost opposite in nature. You see, the whole purpose of a cruise ship if they're doing their job right, is to focus on my comfort, my enjoyment, my appetites, my vacation, my getaway. Do you hear the, the word that rang throughout that? It was all about me. Well, that's what makes cruise ships so fun and enjoyable. The purpose of the ship's crew, other than getting us from port to port to port safely, is to make sure that my needs, my wants, my desires are all met up to a point, <laughs> within reason, it's to see that I'm taken care of, you know? In other words, it's all about me. It's all about me. And, and, and that's okay for a cruise ship because that's what a cruise ship is all about. But that is absolutely contrary to what the church is all about. We're called to be followers of Jesus. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. He came in humility and love, not arrogance. You see, we do want the church to be welcoming and and pleasant and comfortable. We want for all of the ministries and programming, the the small groups to to meet your needs. 
We want this to be a good experience. We want you to come back. But when it's all said and done in a church, there's no room. There's no room for the it's about me attitude because that's contrary to who Jesus is. It's contrary. We say around here the four words, it's not about me. Can you say that with me? It's not about me. And so even though we try uh, to be very welcoming, and we work hard at that, I mean, like Carrie had said uh, before, you know, you might not like our preaching, you, or maybe the music doesn't connect with you or whatever, but if, if you weren't welcome when you came in, we've really messed up because that's something that we can really have some control of and we can be as welcoming as absolutely possible. And, and we work hard to help you feel comfortable, have a pleasant experience. Again, it'd be goofy to do otherwise, to have music and programs and children's things and all that that connect with you and uh, hopefully we'll come back and come back. And, but but the, the, the challenge is with all that, perhaps the cruise ship metaphor is not the best metaphor for us as a church you know, there's no Lido deck on this ship, and there's not going to be. Um, and, and, and the people around here, uh, are, their purpose is not to meet our every need. Perhaps a better metaphor for us to use rather than a cruise ship is the metaphor of a battleship. The battleship. A battleship. When we are on a battleship, it's not about others serving us. It's that we serve together. We, we do meet one another's needs together. That's very important. But we serve together. And we all set our sights clear and focused on this mission that's noble and right. When we're all serving together with our sights focused on a clear and noble mission, which is to connect with Jesus and the life he offers. That's what our charge is as we're on this battleship together. The question is, on a battleship, uh, we don't really say, do I like the captain and her or his crew, but does the captain and crew submit to a higher authority. We would ask this question, are the crew members equipped to succeed in carrying out the mission? Are they able to contribute in significant and meaningful ways? And are they honored for their efforts? We would ask, what would it take for me if I'm a part of this battleship? What would it take for me, for you, to be a part of that crew so that you might be able to contribute in a significant and meaningful way. And so on a battleship, the captain and the crew work together to fight a common enemy. We work together to fight a common enemy. And that enemy is anything that separates us from God, anything that separates us from one another, anything that prevents us from fully realizing that life that Christ offers us, that life where he came in human form, he was crucified, died, buried, 
and raised from the dead so that we might have life and have it to the fullest. And yes, we do have fun and fellowship together. It is great. It is so much fun. Our voyage is pleasant. But we're in battle together. We're not on a cruise ship. Mm. And on a battleship, we do have an enemy. And our enemy is Satan. And, you know, something in the culture we live in, oftentimes I think Satan is, a, is considered an idea or, or a, a, a symbol or um, a, a, something not real but an idea. But you can be sure he's very real. And that's not to spook you. But it is to say be on alert. Just like on a battleship, we're on alert at all times. Because his mission is absolutely contrary to ours and to the mission of Jesus Christ. Because he will do anything possible to sink your ship and mine. As we said a few weeks ago, his mission, this is what Jesus shares in Scripture, his mission and only mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal your joy, kill your dreams, destroy your life. And he's very good at his mission. And he's focused and he's in, and very intentional. And the thing is, the challenge for us is the closer we get to Christ, the harder Satan works. The stronger we are on the mission that Christ gives us, the harder Satan works on us. Because the last thing Satan wants for each of us is to have the life that Jesus offers to us. The funny thing, though, is about this life Jesus offers, it's, it's not the life on a cruise ship. It's not sitting on the chaise lounge with a drink in hand waiting to be waited on hand and foot. That's not the life Jesus offers at all. The life he offers is more of like life on a battleship because the life he offers means serving is crucial, not being served. It means, it means not waiting for someone to serve us but us doing the serving. On a cruise ship, being served what it's all about, doing the serving is what it means to be on a battleship. There's somebody in the Old Testament that we look to. He's a great example of serving, and his name is Joshua. Joshua's name means uh, God saves, Yeshua. You know, it's very interesting, too. That's what Jesus' name means, God saves. So they both fulfilled the meaning of their name. Mm. Joshua, hmm. Joshua was always a tough, gutsy, God-centered, willing-to-go-wherever-God-sent-him kind of guy. Way back, he was part of the scouting crew that Moses sent out to cross the River Jordan to check out this so-called promised land that God had been talking about, the land that came, to see what they could expect, to see what was on the other side. And, 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 and they sent out two guys, I'm sorry, 12 guys, Two of them, Joshua and Caleb, and you got to love Caleb too. Two of them came back not intimidated by what they found because the men on their side were huge and powerful and scary. Many of them. But Joshua and Caleb came back unfazed. In fact, um, they gave a positive report, and they recommended and encouraged Moses to take the land. With God on their side, they could take that land, the land that God had promised them. But but Moses instead listened to the other ten. 
And as a result, then they had to wander 40 years in the wilderness. Two generations to give time for those who were intimidated to die off so that the strong and God-centered could go over to the promised land. By that time, Joshua is the second in command under Moses. And, and it will then be Joshua who will lead the two million Hebrew people across the River Jordan into that long-awaited promised land when they finally go after the death of Moses. And so we find in this book that Joshua did lead the people across the River Jordan. And we found that Joshua led the Israeli forces as they conquered the land. And God used him again to divide that land up among the 12 tribes. Now, in the 23rd chapter of Joshua, we read that a long time passed. And in fact, quote, Joshua was old and well advanced in years. And so here's what he did. He summoned all of Israel. That's what the Bible says. The elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officials. And his purpose was one of these kind of a state of the union address. Now, they didn't have all the TV stations and all covering it, obviously. But basically, that's what it was, a state of the union address. And and he reminds them in in this address, he reminds all of them of what the Lord God of Israel, had done for them, and he encourages them to be careful and to obey all that's written in the, in the book of the law of Moses, to follow the laws, because they're in a country of where the people worship many other gods. And so he's in effect saying, stay on the straight and narrow, neither turn to the right or left, but stay focused. He tells them they're not to associate with these other nations. Why? Because they serve other gods and bow down to them, and that might influence them to do the same. He told them to hold fast to the Lord their God, just as they have done faithfully up to this point. And so he has everybody there, and he gives a history of Israel. And then it's like he draws a line in the sand, and this is how he concludes his speech. He says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. Say the last line with me. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let's say that again. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. As Kerry said, he, 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 he offers a challenge, a proverbial line in the sand. Here's the line, guys. Joshua's an old man at this point. He'd been doing this a long time. Uh, He'd been serving God virtually all his life. He's at a point in life where most of us would have long been retired, sitting on that Lido deck, beverage in hand, waiting to be waited on, or at least dreaming about it. <laughs> but not Joshua. Not Joshua. He's throwing down the gauntlet. He's fighting the good fight. He's telling those around him to choose 
to choose this day the God that they will serve. And he offers in no uncertain terms which God it is that he and his household will serve. He will not be serving the gods of these other nations, nor will he be serving his own personal interests, self-interests. He will be serving the one who he's been serving his whole life, the Lord God of Israel. You see, it's, it's no cruise ship for Joshua. It's a battleship, pure and simple. And he is the captain. And this is a captain who does submit to a higher authority. And this is a captain who is focused on a clear and noble mission. And this is a captain who, right here we can see it, is equipping his crew members to succeed. Yeah. And so the question is this. What about you? What about you? Cruise ship or battleship? You know, a cruise ship, it's all about someone serving me. And a battleship is serving others. What about you? Are you serving or being served? Cruise ship or battleship? Mm -hmm. How about at home? How about at home? Is it a cruise ship for you or a battleship? How about in your relationships, maybe in your marriage, cruise ship or battleship? With your parents, your kids, other members of your family, is it a cruise ship or a battleship? In your work or in your community, cruise ship or a battleship? How about here at church, cruise ship or battleship. How about the world at large? Middletown, Odessa, Townsend, Smyrna, Clayton, Newark, Wilmington, Newcastle, Warwick, Galena, Earlville, Rock Hall. Have I missed any? Dover. Dover. I'm sorry. Oh, it's right here on the I page. I had that written down. I was Dover. going too fast. It's right here. I had it written down, I promise. Okay, but how about the state of Delaware or Maryland or the Mid-Atlantic or Africa or India or some other place on the other side of the world? Are you being served? Is that your expectation? Or are you serving? You know, on a cruise ship, it's, it's all about serving me. Yeah. Yeah. But on a battleship, It's all about me serving. Serving me or me serving. I serve. I serve. And so we need to choose cruise ship or battleship. What is it that you're looking for? What is God calling you to be looking for? This day, which do you choose? A cruise ship or a battleship? Let's pray. Holy God, you know, some days we want that cruise ship. And thank you for the opportunities we have to maybe be on one. But please help us to know that that your kingdom's not a cruise ship kingdom, it's a battleship. And we're called to serve, not be served, in the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Give us the strength and courage to be battleship kind of people in your kingdom. It's in Christ and your Holy Spirit we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly message from Connection Community Church. If you would like more information about what you just heard 
or if you seek a relationship with Jesus, please call our church offices at 302-378-7692. You can also find out more about our ministries and upcoming events on our website at www.connectioncc.org. Thank you again for listening, and may this be the greatest week of your life.